Hello, and welcome back to Candidates. I'm Carlin. And I'm Noor. I know in our last episode, we said today's episode would be focused on immigration, but in light of the recent death of George Floyd and subsequent unrest in our country, we thought that the two candidates' responses to George Floyd's death and the nationwide protests needed to be talked about. Again, we have included resources at the end of the episode for donations and petitions to honor George Floyd and acknowledge that his death was wrong, as well as advocate for change. So first, we will begin with President Trump's response. Trump said, I think it's a shame. I think it's a disgrace. It's got to stop, when referring to George Floyd's death. On June 1st, Trump said he sided with the peaceful protesters in support of the federal investigation of the officers involved in the murder. His actions since then have indicated that his stance may be less concrete. Trump deployed federal forces to push back peaceful protesters in order to take a photo at a church across the street from the White House. He also declared, I'm your president of law and order, and said he was willing to use the military and heavily armed soldiers against protesters. In response to looting that had occurred at the scene of some protests, Trump tweeted, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, insinuating that the government would be retaliating against protesters using armed forces. The president was criticized by members of both the Democrat and Republican Party for these actions. Senator Susan Collins, a Maine Republican, said, quote, it was painful to watch peaceful protesters be subjected to tear gas in order for the president to go across the street to a church that I believe he's attended to only once. I thought that the president came across as an unsympathetic and as insensitive to the rights of the people to peaceful protest. Trump has credited the unrest to Antifa, a leftist anti-fascism protest group, which allows him to blame black protesters as well as outline the dangers of the opposing political wing on the country. Further comments made by the president made little effort to distinguish the genuine protesters from the looters, who he labeled as thugs and domestic terrorists. Trump also said that the majority of protesters were only following the crowd. In terms of action, Trump defended the police while issuing an executive action that would create a federal database of police officers with a history of using excessive force. He also chose to hold a campaign rally on Juneteenth, which is a day of celebration in honor of the end of slavery in the United States in Tulsa, Oklahoma although the date has been now changed. Juneteenth is an important day for Americans and celebrates African-American freedom and achievements. It's a state holiday in several states, so it's clear why Trump holding a rally on that day would be disrespectful. Prior to the events of the past month, Trump has made other remarks expressing his view on racial tensions in America. In February, he told supporters at a Virginia rally, all right, folks, you're going to hear it once, all lives matter, which is a common slogan used to oppose the Black Lives Matter movement. President Trump also retweeted a tweet by Charles Kirk saying, if white privilege existed, why did Elizabeth Warren have to lie about being a Native American to get ahead in life? A particularly telling moment occurred at a Trump rally in 2015, where a man was protesting and chanting, Black Lives Matter, and Trump said to security, get him the hell out of here. The man was then thrown out by chance of All Lives Matter and kicked, punched, and potentially choked. Later, Trump said, Maybe he should have been roughed up because it was absolutely disgusting what he was doing. When speaking again on his opinion of the Black Lives Matter movement in 2015, Trump said, I looked at a couple of the people that were interviewed from the group. I saw them with hate coming down on the street last week talking about cops and police and what should be done to them. And that was not good. And I think it's a disgrace that they're getting away with it. And it's going to end up kicking them you know where. The fact is all lives matter. That includes black and it includes white and it includes everybody else. Now, let's shift to Biden's response to Floyd's death and his subsequent protesting. 
It's important to note that both candidates expressed their condolences to George Floyd's family via phone calls. In addition, Biden's team has been aiding protesters that have been recently arrested. In a video statement about George Floyd's death, Biden acknowledged that the original sin of slavery still stains our country today, and that Americans need to take a hard look at the uncomfortable truth of racism in our society. He told Americans, we can no longer be silent and express that justice is needed for George Floyd, as well as the police officers need to be held to a higher standard. I think at this point in the podcast, we also need to make a distinction between Biden and other members of his party. Defunding the police is something that is happening in Minneapolis right now, and is also a buzzword on social media that I've been seeing a lot. So what defunding the police actually means is that instead of providing funds to a police department, the funds are diverted to the community, and that's typically to marginalized populations. Defunding the police is not the same as disbanding the police force altogether, although the two ideas can sometimes go hand in hand. Supporters of defunding the police argue that the funds once allocated to police forces can be redistributed to social services and mental health services, and that a community-led method of public safety should be implemented. Right, but while some Democrats support this movement, Biden actually does not agree with defunding the police force. His campaign said that while he supports reform in mental health, public schools, and substance abuse that officers can focus on policing, he does not support defunding the police. Biden's campaign website states that our criminal justice system cannot be just unless we root out the racial, gender, and income-based disparities in the system. African-American mothers and fathers should feel confident that their children are safe walking through the streets of America. In terms of his actual goals once elected, Biden plans to use the power of the U.S. Justice Department to tackle systematic police racism and root out unconstitutional and unlawful policing and prosecution via investigation. He also supports community-oriented policing, specifically the Community-Oriented Policing Service Program, which would fund hiring of more police officers and training for a community-oriented approach. Biden would give the police $300 million, as well as requiring that officers mirror the racial diversity they serve. Biden also promises to establish a new task force for making recommendations about discrimination and arrests and charging decisions in our justice system. Biden's past comments on racial injustice in America are also very telling. In 2016, Biden said that the White House should re-examine training of police officers in de-escalation techniques, and he said that you can support the police while acknowledging the problems that exist in their treatment of certain communities. When former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani said that Black Lives Matter was inherently racist, Biden said that one more radical part of Black Lives Matter doesn't speak for the whole movement or for all Black Americans, and he recognized that racism in policing does exist in America. While Vice President, Biden worked for President Obama to create a policing task force that made it a list of recommendations for reform. This was regarded as one of the most thorough examinations since the 1960s. They also limited the Pentagon's 1033 program, which allowed police departments to access excess military equipment and investigated 25 police departments and enforced 14 agreements to overhaul police departments. So now that you have the information about each candidate's response to police brutality and specifically the murder of George Floyd and the protesting that followed, we hope you are able to make an informed decision as to which candidate supports your ideals. We at candidates still hold the belief that supporting Black Lives Matter and other movements related to human rights are not inherently political. Democrat or Republican, we should all fight for the right for everyone in our nation to be treated fairly. Links to donate and petitions for the justice of George Floyd and other victims of police brutality will be in the description. Listen in every other Thursday at three for a new episode. And as always, check our Instagram at Candidates Podcast for updates. And if you like our podcast, tell a friend to listen too. 
this was candidates, no bias, just the facts. Thank you for listening. Our sources for today's episode are the New York Times, Politico, The Atlantic, Donald Trump's Twitter, The New York Post, and Business Insider.